Do you know somebody who keeps sabotaging themselves? And worse, knows it. In this episode of Coffee with Cashew, the good doctor identifies five flags as setting people up to fail. Like tying our shoes together before a race. How do we stop tripping ourselves up? Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, and today's episode is a fun countdown on some thoughts about people that just can't stop sabotaging themselves no matter how hard they try. Thank you so much for your patience. The whole UI got all discombobulated, and so honestly, there was some trouble finding where the right button was, but you know. Everything is okay now and it's getting rolling. <laughs> uh, again, this is a fun countdown and some thoughts about people that can't stop sabotaging themselves no matter how hard they try. Maybe you know somebody like this. If so, you're in the right place and this will help. It's fixable and TKN's SRO, Stimulus Response Outcome Model, leads the way. But first, here is what you are learning. This, yes, uh, five major flags. Five major flags that set people up to fail on their own before they even start. I was going to show you what you were learning on here. There's other stuff written on here right now. <laughs> Why falling off plan is actually hard to see happening until it's too late. And how this model helps them when they just can't stop getting in their own way. Man, the green. You can see right through it. Stimulus, response, outcome, and then the belief system that feeds it all, it all feeds into itself. I'm gonna break open the old iPad, I'm gonna keep experimenting with you guys till, till it all gets right, it's the way she goes. <laughs> all right, so let's get this rolling here. Here be the flags, here be the flags. One, they're living in Vagueville. There, now we can bring this out. One, they're living in Vagueville. Hmm. Two, they make up for their vagary with grand gestures. Three, they got a poor track record of essentially hitting the goals they set for themselves. Number four, they believe that there must be pain if there is to be gain. And number five, they're definitely stuck to their guns. A little bit different than sticking to your guns when you are stuck to your guns, <laughs> all right? So time to get things rolling right away with numero uno. They live in Vagueville, living in Vagueville. Paradoxically, paradoxically, they're, they're sure about the results they should be getting, but also vague about what they want and even vaguer about what they're doing to get it. Granted, most of us are pretty vague and haphazard about most things most of the time. <laughs> most sometimes, you know, always, once in a while, about. Especially the stuff that's difficult to confront. Uh, it's really easy to be vague and haphazard about the stuff that's difficult to confront, but that you also want to make better. So what happens? We try to make stuff better and avoid it at the same time. Wanting to fix their nutrition, but guessing and eyeballing and mismatching different methods and going by feel. Wanting to be fitter, but going to the gym and just kind of randomly doing things that sound good and for random amounts of time. Wanting to lose weight, but being evasive about keeping track and plotting their body weight every day. Descriptions of their plans end up sounding like, you know, eating around this much, exercising about that much, tracking body weight on days that they feel like it, when it'll give them the number they like perhaps, 
each week they're happy to mention about a five or a 10 pound loss, but the amount of weeks in a row they've mentioned a five or a 10 pound loss, they'd have lost 85 pounds by now. <laughs> However, when probed about what they think the results should be and the goal they're striving to achieve, the answer is just as vague as their plan to be healthy and happy and have lots of energy and other useless stuff like that. Uh, it's clear they're frustrated, but everything is vague. And the more specific you ask them to get, the more irritable and defensive they become. Solution number one, going through calibration. They need to know where they're at so they can plot a course, which means they can get to where they want to go. Gotta have a time period where you just sit and take stock of everything that is going on so that you can take an honest and genuine look of where you are to craft an understanding of how you can get to where you need to go. That reminds me, if you're interested in figuring out where you're at so you can plot a custom course to get there, then send a direct message right over. Anyway, number two, they love grand gestures. They love grand gestures. They're constantly doing extreme stuff because they are vague, haphazard, and need direction. Fortune favors the bold, right? Disasters favor the bold as well, <laughs> and way more often. About 96.5 out of 100 times more often, but they leave that part out. In the town of Vagueville, the only way to tell if something happens is if it's so crazy it's obvious 100 miles away. Since the sense of direction is funky and measurements are... Wait, measurements? What, what are measurements? <laughs> this means I need to see, to, to even see anything happening. It needs to be an over-the-top result with an over-the-top method to see the needle move in any direction. You know, there's an old satirical saying in business that if the gross revenue is high enough that there has to be net revenue in there somewhere. This is one of those 99% right, 100% useless isms. Going the extreme route just because something probably happens, it completely removes their control over what happens, when it happens, and how much it happens. If there is a decent result, it's an accident. Good luck getting it again. It makes way more sense to just say that their body has stopped responding and that they need to try something else because the plan's just not working for them anymore. Solution number two. A legitimate understanding of how they get the results they want is most important because the way they get there is the way they stay there. And that's where a good coach comes in handy. <laughs> number three. Number three, a poor track record. There is constant conflict between what they believe on the inside and what they say they want on the outside. In other words, if there's a poor track record of meeting personal goals because they keep getting in their own way, then it'll keep happening and get worse. At least until one, they're traumatized by horrible news directly related to one of their goals, like an ugly diagnosis or a near-death experience, or two, they get coached through it rationally and constructively. So solution number three, peeling back that onion, auditing their beliefs, finding their values as people is the best way to stay true to themselves. If they had to look back on a life well lived, what are the genuine ingredients that made up that life? If they're about to die, if they're about to, really, if they're about to die on their deathbed and they know that they're passing and they had to answer the question, like, and, and they knew their life was good and they had to look back and, and write the ingredients to that recipe, what would those look like? Making progress because of demands they place on themselves, demands, or in service to the demands they think other people place on them, makes for hollow victories. Number four, they believe there must be pain for there to be gain. They believe there must be pain for there to be gain. Another tragic-ism that's 99% right and 100% useless. 
change for the better is often painful. Yeah. Does experiencing pain mean they're changing for the better? No. In fact, unless they have points one through three ironed out, living in Vagueville, going through grand gestures, restoring the track record, right? Having a little more specificity, being reasonable with the methods and keeping track of what's going on, right? Unless those things are ironed out, the pain probably means they're doing something wrong and going in the wrong direction and getting worse. And in a sad stroke of irony, that actually conditions them. They condition themselves that if they're to be happy, then they also must be miserable, <laughs> which by default means happiness is miserable. When happiness is more or less defined as eliminating misery, being successful and satisfied with life, this puts them in quite the pickle. <sighs> quite the pickle. Again, they literally teach themselves that they have to get a dang ulcer as a side effect of doing anything successful in the right direction. Why bother? Solution number four, respecting pain as needed. A little bit different than creating it on purpose. By thinking scientifically, by thinking scientifically, okay, the feedback, which is between, which is after the outcome here, the feedback after every experiment, right? You're stimulated, you respond, that response leads to an outcome and you analyze that outcome. The feedback of every experiment they perform will give them the data they need to either stay the course or change course. Sometimes that means feeling some pain. Many times though, it means smooth sailing and that bugs a lot of people. <laughs> it means smooth sailing and once on track, letting the finish line come to them. A lot of people have an issue with that. <laughs> so many people get bored with their progress because true progress is actually quite pleasant. It's quite pleasant. And when they condition themselves to create and seek pain, they can sabotage a good thing, even though it's working. Because they've, they've conditioned themselves, well, no pain, no gain. If there's no pain, I must be going the wrong direction. Nothing's working. And then last is sticking to their guns or being stuck to their guns, as it were. <laughs> Are miserable and out of shape people bossy, stubborn, and have trust issues? Or are bossy, stubborn people with trust issues miserable and out of shape? Does it matter? Does it matter? Solution number five. What do you think yields the greatest chance of being successful, fit, and happy? Being rigid, stubborn, and bossy, or being flexible, logical, and reasonable? Hmm? The bottom line is that they are fixable. It's fixable. Feeling and acting in these ways is common. It's natural even. Our brains are wired to be negative and lazy. You assume the worst while also saving time and energy. It makes perfect sense. It's how you survive. It makes perfect sense to think and act this way until it makes us miserable and keeps us from reaching our goals and constantly makes us so we get on our own way. The good news is that even if they're frustrated with their results, they're already working hard. That's the good part. For that reason, it's just a matter of transitioning their focus so that they can take full advantage of the stimulus response outcome model, which means they eliminate all their ugly frustration and make some legit progress. Their belief system, their belief system, see if we can transition this over. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Their belief system, this, their belief system determines what they want and the demands they place on themselves and how they place those demands. When they are blocked, 
When they are blocked from what they want or fall short of their demands, this is a stimulating event. This is a stimulating event. That stimulated event is processed in that space between stimulus and response. And it is mixed with their belief system and their current interpretation of the situation and it generates a response. This response, when mixed with their belief system and probability, <laughs> results in an outcome that gets you either closer to your objective or further away. And they either learn from it or it sabotages them. So there are four outcomes, which I'll get into another time, but there are four outcomes. It either gets you closer or further away, or you learn from it or it sabotages you. And yeah, you can get closer and have it sabotage you too. Plenty of people get fabulous results, but the results are slower or less than what they want. And for that reason, they throw them away. Positive and destructive results happen all the time. You know, it really works me up. <laughs> it really works me up. Sorry. The interpretation of the outcome feeds back into the belief system. It feeds back into the belief system for the next time they must interpret a new obstruction to their goals. So here's what you've learned. Here's what you've learned. Transition back now. It will be hard work, but they really can change the way they've practiced to think and act for years and years, even if they've tried a million times before and just can't stop messing it up. The stimulus response outcome model. The stimulus response outcome model is the scientific solution for this problem that, when used properly, guarantees immediate improvement and sticky results. There are five major flags that set people up to fail before they even start. Set them up to fail, you know, on their own, at the very least before they start. Living in Vagueville, making up for vagary with grand gestures, having a poor track record of reaching personal goals, and they believe there must be pain for there to be gain and they're stuck to their guns. They are stuck. And TCAN's SRO model fosters their rational, flexible, and constructive thinking so that they can resolve these conflicts, which means they get the antidote to their misery they cause themselves, and in many cases, to the people they care about, and finally get the body they deserve. So if you know anyone that resonates with this list, then they're a good fit for TCAN's private client program. They can go to trevorcashynutrition.com and also send direct messages because Dr. Cashy gets back to all of them. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>